So today's reading is from Psalm 84, the translations, the Common English Bible. And it looks like, oh, there we go. Slow updates. How lovely is your dwelling place, God of heavenly forces. My very being longs, even yearns for the courtyards of the Holy One. My heart and my body will rejoice out loud to the living God. Yes, the sparrow too has found a home there. The swallow has found herself a nest where she can lay her young beside your altars, God of heavenly forces, my sovereign, my God. Those who live in your house are truly happy. They praise you constantly. Those who put their strength in you are truly happy. Pilgrimage is in their hearts. As they pass through the Baca Valley, they make it a spring of water. Yes, the early rain covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength until they see the supreme God in Zion. God of heavenly forces, hear my prayer. Listen closely, Jacob's God. Look at our shield, God. Pay close attention to the face of your anointed one. Better is a single day in your courtyards than a thousand days anywhere else. I would prefer to stand outside the entrance of my God's house than live comfortably in the tents of the wicked. God is a sun and shield. God is favor and glory. God gives, doesn't withhold, good things to those who walk with integrity. God of heavenly forces, those who trust in you are truly happy. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. All right. Give me a minute. I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to spotlight Kelly, uh, our preacher. So some of you have, have Kelly has been with us before. Kelly Wyant has been a good friend uh, for a long time. And so we are grateful to have Kelly joining us from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Welcome, uh, Kelly. And then you should also have um, Stephanie uh, Spotlit as well for interpretation. It's all yours, Kelly. Thank you. Longing lies at the center of the human heart. This longing drives us and motivates us in healthy and in unhealthy ways. We spend much of our lives unaware, I believe, of this yearning. And yet it is there, just under the surface, motivating our behaviors and even our beliefs. This longing is not selfish, although sometimes it is for ourselves. We long to know the truth to be loved, to be understood, to know what will give this life meaning. We long for purpose. But we also yearn for goodness for others, for peace, for healing, for the end of violence against other human beings, creatures, and all of God's creation. This longing pushes us to work for justice, to tend to the earth, to nurture children, to gather in community, and to be seekers of life and fuller life. For what is it that you yearn for? What is your deepest yearning? Psalm 84 speaks to this deep longing within us. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. My very being longs, indeed it yearns for the Lord's courtyards. My heart and my body will rejoice out loud to the living God. This psalm is a pilgrimage psalm, meaning it is one that the pilgrims would have sung on as they made their way to the temple in Jerusalem. 
It is also a profession of faith that has been sung by generations of pilgrims, even those that never made the pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem, but who encountered God in a variety of times and places, and therefore were strengthened and transformed by that meeting. At first reading, it appears pretty straightforward. The longing is for a particular place, the temple where God is to reside, the dwelling place of the Lord. But this is a profession of faith. It's about more than the temple in Jerusalem. This is a psalm about our deep longing for home. The psalmist is homesick. The psalmist speaks of the belovedness of God's dwelling place, noting that the sparrow, too, has found a home there. The smallest of God's creatures has found a place to call home, a place to roost. Even the swallow has found herself a nest where she can lay her young. This home for which the psalmist longs is one where even the weakest find safety for a bird will not lay her young in a place of danger. If a delicate puff of feathers can find a safe place to lay her eggs and nurture her young, surely there is a place, there is a home for the psalmist. The home for which the psalmist longs, however, is not a place at all. It is God. God themselves is the dwelling place is the home for the psalmist. This psalm is about our deepest longing, the one that goes most unnoticed, most unnurtured, most ignored and most misunderstood. This is the longing for the home that we find only in God. And by home, I mean the place that we are known, that we are seen, that we feel safe, and that we are called beloved. It is important for me to note that I am not referring to the homes in which we grew up or even the homes in which we have created for ourselves. For too many, home was not a safe place, but a place of abuse or trauma. I am referring to the idea of home as a place in which we are truly seen, where we are known, where we are safe and loved. A few of us did grow up in a place, such a household, but the vast majority of us have longed for such a home, a place where we can be our truest, most authentic self once we begin to figure out what that is, and love not despite, but because of who we are. I'm referring to a place of safety and not just acceptance, but of celebration, a place of unconditional love. We spend a lot of time and energy looking for this home, this place of knowing and safety, but we tend to look for it in all the wrong places. Sometimes we seek it in relationships, in friendships, especially in marriage. This of course puts undue pressure and burden upon our relationships for no one person can fulfill the deep yearning within us to be known and seen and loved. Relationships, and particularly marriages, fray under unrealistic expectations of both partners. 
Although we understand this intellectually, it is sometimes a surprise that the other cannot read our minds and predict our needs. We falsely believe that if the other, because the other loves us and because we expect them to know us well enough, we shouldn't really have to ask for what it is we need. Only when we let go of the idea that the other can somehow address our deepest longings and need, can we move toward a mutual relationship and finally seek out the God who is the home of our hearts. We may use work to address the yearning and longing through our professional lives, and yet even the best job will leave us unsatisfied and sometimes disappointed. Success does not fill the longing, it tends to create more. Being good, something we white liberals have pursued for too long, not only feeds us a lie and helps maintain the status quo of oppression, but it leaves us empty. Goodness does not fill the longing. It leaves us feeling unworthy and distracts us from the real work of justice. As Mary Oliver says in her poem, Wild Geese, you do not need to be good. You do not need to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. Our goal is not to be good, but to love, to grow, to seek justice, to work with others, to turn ourselves inside out and behold the racism, the sexism, and all the isms that have shaped our lives. Goodness will never fill the whole as the center of our being. Only God, our truest home, can address the yearnings and offer the transformation that will set us and others free. Church has also professed to be the place that can help fulfill that longing, and yet, too often, Church or the systems of the church have led to abuse and trauma and have pushed people away from the very God that is their home. How have you tried to fill that longing to be known, to be seen, and to be beloved in your life? Where are the unhealthy places you have sought that fulfillment? The psalmist poetically declares that the only place we can fill this deep longing is in God. God is the sun and the shield, the one who gives life, provides, and protects life. The psalmist writes, those who put their strength in you are truly happy. Strength is something the pilgrim finds not in themselves, but in the living God. In our seeking for that which is not God, we meet we find that we are lacking. When we trust in our own strength, we find that we are weak. In seeking God, in meeting God, we find not only our hope, but our deepest happiness. We find ourselves. Though the psalmist has identified God rather than a concrete place as home, I want to still explore the idea of place and time. Because this is a pilgrimage psalm, there is inherently an understanding of the importance of meeting God within time and space. Within the places we experience, those are our holy places. While the generations of pilgrims who sang this song may not have ever made it to the temple in Jerusalem, 
They still encounter God in time and in space. They still encounter God within this world. So where is it that you have encountered God? Maybe it's in nature, in the woods, on a park bench, or in the roar of the waves. Maybe it's on retreat or in meditation. Maybe in a concert hall or even a movie theater. Maybe it was the first time you beheld your child. Maybe it's the majestic of the night starry sky. Maybe it's the first Presbyterian church in Palo Alto or maybe the church of your childhood. Maybe it's the quiet of your backyard, the craziness and chaos of family gatherings or the laughter of children. Maybe it's in silence or in conversation. All of us encounter God in time and space in places that become holy to us. As a pastor, I have a complicated relationship with the church. I have a deep faith, but a deep disappointment and sometimes distrust in the church because the symptoms, systems of the church have hurt not only me, but many the people I love, especially those within the LGBTQ community, which is my community. And yet, despite my tumultuous relationship with the church, it was within the church walls that I most often met God, and therefore, I found my home. Twelve years ago, I helped to create a new worshiping community within the existing congregation of which I served. We debated for some times where we would meet. Would it be within the church building? Would it be in a bar or a storefront? I will never forget when I took a friend into the space that we decided to use for our new worship service. It was on the nearly unused fourth floor of the church. The ceilings are high and wooden and arched. They're intricate, but they're simple. The space is large, but it's still warm and cozy. My friend stood there with her arms outstretched and her eyes closed, and she said, this place is full of good energy, my whole body feels warm. It struck me because that's exactly how I felt about the space where awe gathered. It was as safe a place as I have known within the church. It was a place where people were vulnerable, honest, where we longed together. It was where I most often met God. It helped me find my home in God which has sustained me through grief and loss and heartache. The psalmist knew our longings, for they too were human. We are longing for, yearning for, seeking our home, which is in God. Once we have encountered God and found our home there, we are further strengthened to find a community of people who have also encountered God and been transformed. The church at its best, can be one of the liminal places that provides space for the encounter and a community with which to journey. The church is at its best when it points past itself to God and when it's not concerned primarily about its survival and when it embraces all the times and places that one might encounter God. 
It is not a failure when a person meets God at the ocean rather than the Sunday morning worship service. It's a reason to celebrate and an invitation to learn more about that encounter and how it transformed that person. Once we have met God, truly encountered God and found our home there, we are able to enter our relationships, our work, our call to justice, and even the church in ways that are more balanced, healthy, and celebratory. My heart and my body rejoice out loud for the living God. My friends, the longing we know, the deep yearning to be at home, to be safe, to be loved, to be seen, to be known is found in the one who has already called us children, calls us to themselves, our living God. Amen. Let us pray. Open our hearts, our minds, our very beings, that we may be open to you, that we may encounter you throughout our lives, O oh God so that we may be transformed and strengthened, that we may do the work of justice, that we might form communities and be light and healing and hope in the world. In your name we pray, amen.